It's time now for The Complete Story, a public news and information feature of BOT Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bott, with today's Complete Story. I'll tell you what, Rich, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, this weekend uh, represents two very important occasions. One, of course, is Father's Day. And everybody in all the churches, and everyone will be talking about Father's Day. Um, people will be gathering and uh, sharing cards and presents and, and ways to acknowledge Father's Day. But I wonder if they really think about it. This is a prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer. Listen to this. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That kind of covers it, doesn't it, Rich? Absolutely, Dad. That's the Lord's Prayer, starting with our Father. And yes. want, I just want to say Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> well, it's a well, great thank weekend. You. Thank you. And to every other father, we're going to have some, some, uh, some statements by many of our radio listeners uh, on that occasion. But I want to start with that. And the next thing is, folks, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And listen to this song. Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and he's just the same as his holy name, and that's the reason why I love him. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Jesus, you're the sweetest name I know, and you're just the the Father God sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice that we might be saved. Isn't that beautiful? In our place, the substitutionary atonement. Yeah. Uh, People have heard me say over and over again, the first institution that God ordained 
was not the church. It was the family. And the church was the second. Um, the family, the mother and the father, the father and the mother. Let's get that straight, kind of. I don't mean to discount either. But God created Adam, and then God gave Adam a wife. And the two of them together represent then the start of the family. And it is in that institution, in that gathering, that the future of everything. Ken Ham does a beautiful lecture. He's written on this, and he has videos, the Creation Research Institute. And he says if you don't get Genesis right, the whole Bible will just be, what do we call that, Rich, when you go to a cafeteria and you just kind of pick and choose? Or like a smorgasbord? Yeah. Genesis is really right. Get it started right. And I never will forget Ken Ham really taking the time. It was a two-day seminar to explain that carefully. It sure meant a lot to me. Now, here is Mike Huckabee talking about the family. By the way, we're doing this on Father's Day, and we had Mother's Day. It all means the family. Here it is. A critical element of saving our culture is to re-engage the notion of family. We, we throw that term out so often, and, and look, I, I've done it myself. Family values, standing for the family, and all of that is important. I think sometimes we forget to remind ourselves, and especially the generations after us, why God put such a value on the institution of the family. An institution which, by the way, preceded government, even preceded the church. Pretty big deal. If, if God, before he created the church, an assembly, and if God, before he allowed for, created, or approved of civil government, the first and foremost institution that he ordained was that of family. <laughs> there it is, right as rain, and true as can be. But Rich, I tell you, I'm just having a good time with this particular complete story, because in addition to Father's Day on Sunday, uh, let's see, that would be June 20th, the very next day, June 21st, is our 69th wedding anniversary. Shirley and I were married uh, 69 years ago. And there's a story to that, I'll tell you. But I want to explain it to the listeners, because the listening audience is our family. Uh, that's the Bot Radio Network family. So I want to take this opportunity, once again, to play a song that meant so much to me. I can remember the first time I ever heard it, uh, sung by the Mills Brothers. It was a long, long time ago. And Shirley and I, you know, we were just a really, really young couple. She was, I think, 16 when I first met her. Her sister, uh, Della Ruth, introduced us. Man, when I saw that little 16-year-old Shirley, <laughs> I was smitten. Uh, listen to this song. I love you as I never loved before since first I met you on the village green come to me ere my dream of love is
you were sweet, when you were sweet, sixteen. I love you as I never loved before since first. I met you on the village green. Come to me, ere my dream of love is over. I love you as I love you when. That's true. That song, that song really touches me. Can you imagine, folks? <laughs> Sixty-nine years ago, uh, Shirley was sixteen when I met her, and I was seventeen. Well, let's see. Maybe I was still sixteen too. I don't. I have to, to figure that all out now. But anyway, when her sister introduced her to me, because she had come from California to Minneapolis to visit her relatives, her oldest brother-in-law, Gordon Peterson. Uh, Gordon was, was man alive. He was in his thirties, oh, probably close to forty then. I don't, somewhere in there. And he was but he your was pastor. pastor. Yep. And uh, when Shirley came to Minneapolis to visit her relatives, I thought, wow. And then when she went back to California with her parents, uh, we wrote each other every day without fail, Saturday and Sunday and Monday through Friday. There wasn't a day that we didn't exchange letters. And then it grew from there, of course. So anyway, I was kind of smitten. <laughs> and I asked her father, can you imagine? I don't know what was in his mind to say yes, but I called him on the phone and I said, I want to ask your permission for Shirley and I to be engaged, to be married. He said, well, he said, when were you thinking about getting married? This would have been probably in February or March of that year, 1952. And I said, oh, well, not for a long time, probably not till later in the fall. And he said, well, I have to come back to Minneapolis for a conference. Why don't you do it in June? 
And uh, yes, I do give you my permission. So that's when two kids were married and started out on life's journey. Her family were Christians. Her mother and dad were godly people, and they loved their children. And my mother and dad were Christians. My mother taught child evangelism class, and my father drove a Sunday school bus. So it was compatibility. Is that a good word to use, Rich? Compatibility. Equal yoking. Yeah, I guess so. But 69 years, all it's done, folks, since that time is go deeper and deeper. And um, it's hard to describe how rich love becomes with the passage of time. Uh, And things that were important are no longer important as the person just really has deeply, deeply embedded in your heart. Now, we've all heard the old hymn, The Old Rugged Cross. Is there one that has been sung in congregations all over America? More than that, The Old Rugged Cross. I can remember singing it when I was a kid uh, in, in, in church. The Old Rugged Cross on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. But did you know the story? Did you know the beginning? Did you know how it happened? Listen to this, and then you'll know. Although written almost 100 years ago, The Old Rugged Cross is still, without a doubt, one of the most used and requested songs in Christian church music. I had the privilege of singing at the famous Mel Trotter Mission in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the 1940s. The evening meeting had closed, and I had wandered over to Walgreens Drugstore to get a sandwich. After I had given my order, an elderly man with flowing snow-white hair and very thick glasses came up to me and asked, Are you Al Smith? When I replied that I was, he introduced himself, and shaking my hand said, I'm George Bernard. God was answering a desire of my heart, for I had often wished to meet the writer of the old rugged cross. And here he was. Now I could get the story of his writing firsthand. Here's how he told it to me that night. John 3.16 had always been a favorite verse of mine. The more I quoted it, instead of becoming worn and threadbare, it became more alive and seemed to take on a deeper meaning. But always there was with it a vision of a cross. Not a beautiful gold-colored one, but a rough and rugged one. A cross of shame stained with the blood of God's only begotten Son, shed for me. One day, as I was again reviewing the scene in my mind's eye, I began to compose a song. A complete melody really came in a matter of minutes, but all I could get of the words was, I'll cherish the old rugged cross. Nothing more. For the next several months, I would take it out and work on it, polishing the melody in words, but... With it all, I was not satisfied. I did by then have the completed chorus, but the words of the stanzas did not seem to get right, or to gel right. During this time, I had meetings in several churches, including the Friends Church in Sawyer, Wisconsin, and at the Methodist Church in a town called Pokagon, located in the southwest part of Michigan. At both of these places, I sang what I had completed of the song, and the people seemed to respond favorably, but I still was not satisfied. It was after my meeting in Pokagon that I took some evangelistic services in New York State. 
In these meetings, I felt led to major on the theme of the cross. At each service, many were coming to Christ, claiming the finished work at Calvary as their right to eternal life. More and more, the Lord was showing me the true meaning of His love as shown at Calvary. The thrilling experiences of these meetings so overwhelmed me with the importance of the cross that when I returned to Appion, Michigan, Albion, I took the manuscript I had been uh, trying to finish for those several months, and I sat down at the kitchen table in the parsonage and immediately was able to rewrite the stanzas of the song with so much as one word failing to fall into place. I called in my wife, took out my guitar, and sang the completed song to her. She was thrilled. I then sent the manuscript to Charles H. Gabriel in Chicago, asking him to harmonize it so that I could have a music plate made and publish it. When Mr. Gabriel returned the finished manuscript, he enclosed a note saying, You will hear from this song. And when I played the song and sang it for some friends, they too said, God has given you a song that will never die. It has moved our hearts as no other song ever has. The kind remarks were appreciated very much, but I realized then, as I do now, that I could take no credit for the song, for you see, I really hadn't written it. I was merely the instrument of that God used. Dr. Bernard then excused himself, saying, I must get back to Albion tonight for it isn't good for a young fellow like me, he was then over seventy-five, to be out too late after dark. Alfred B. Smith On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it some day for a crown. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. In the old rugged cross, stained with blood so divine, a wondrous beauty I see, for twas on that old cross Jesus suffered and died to pardon and sanctify me. To the old 
rugged cross I will ever be true Its shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday To my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday For a crown mm -hmm. oh. I tell you what, get out your old hymnal. Mm -hmm. Get out your old hymnal and sing that song. Um, it's great to know the backstory on that. Yes, absolutely. His heart was in it, wasn't it, Rich? Absolutely. Do we, do we have some listeners? Oh, we comments? do. We do. You know, uh, we ask our listeners if they would uh, like to call and share a tribute uh, to their father on this Father's yeah. Day weekend. We have several to share with you. Uh, Ken, let's have this one. I just want to give a shout-out to my father, Robert M. Current. He has been such an inspiration and such an example of how to live life and live as the Lord uh, has directed us to live. We lost our mother uh, three years ago, and my dad has been an awesome example of how to move forward, dedicate your life to service, dedicate your life to Christ. Happy Father's Day. Uh, isn't that a wonderful legacy? Well, come on, let's keep them going. My name is Stephanie, and I live in Selma, California. I wanted to say a special remembrance of my father, Philip, who has gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, he was such an amazing father, and one of his charges in life was to ensure that all of his kids were walking with the Lord. And we are walking with the Lord now. We're all in our 50s and 60s, and... He was just an awesome man. Oh, doesn't that touch your heart? Absolutely. See, he and was an awesome man. Let me share um, the listener comment and, well, line oh, number two. I know, but wait a minute, Rich. Uh, when I was listening to her, I was thinking, my own father has now passed away for many, many years. And my wife's father passed away many years ago. But the older we get, the more it means to us to realize that we both had fathers that really made a difference in our life, in the leadership of our family, and and his wife, who was our mother, and all of that. Give us a listener comment line. Right, uh, 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. Yeah, this is a different kind of a complete story program because we're combining Father's Day <laughs> We're mixing it all 60. together. Into our Lots to celebrate. Wedding anniversary, sure. Hey, Dad, let's, let's this, next one, this next one, uh, a tribute to their father who was a product of the Great Depression, and I thought you were born during the Great Depression, and, and Grandpa bought, really struggled through the Great he Depression. Sure he sure did. Let's hear it. This is for Father's Day. You could say my dad was a victim of the Great Depression and World War II, but I say he was a product of those things. 
I learned from him to complain little, work hard, feed your family, love God, accept Christ. Thank you, God, for my daddy. Oh, man. Oh, man, Rich, that, that says it all, doesn't it? Right. Let's, let's right, have let's, another. Let's hear another. I wanted to leave a, a testimony of my daddy. His name was Ralph. Uh, he was born in 1921, and uh, he was a World War II Marine. He fought three campaigns in the Solomon Islands, but daddy survived. Made it home, met my mom, and had a family. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, now, you see, these listeners are from Texas all the way up throughout the Midwest, all the way into Indiana, and uh, who knows, it could be your neighbor. <laughs> uh, let's hear another one. My father was a great Bible study teacher for us children, and I still am learning off of your radio station, Bot Radio Network. I really love your Bible study teachers. You guys do a great job, and I appreciate it. God bless you all. Uh, you see, Rich, uh, this is our 60th year, I guess we're right in now. Is it or is it the 59th year? The for 59th Bot Radio year. Network. And this fall, it'll be 60 years, won't it? That's right. All right, now listen. This is a good song. It expresses my heart, and I know yours as well, Rich, and everyone else. Listen to what Carol Robertson has to say. In my life, I've been blessed. And honestly, I must confess, I have so much more than I deserve. Wife whose love is sweet and pure Friends and family, that's for sure Most of all, Jesus in my heart I'm a happy man I'm a happy man Jesus is the reason why I can smile and say I'm born again, born again, I have everything I need, and it's not hard for me to be a happy man. Okay, there we go. Rich, give the phone number again. 1-800-345-2621. And Dad, let me just say happy Father's Day to you, and happy 69th wedding anniversary <laughs> to you and Mom. Okay, thank you, son. Uh, this is Dick Bott with my son, Rich. This chapter, a complete story, and we'll see you later.